Amen. How is everybody? Man, am I glad to be here or what, right? So, as she said, we are starting a new series today entitled Framing Your World. How many remember when we taught frame your world? <laughs> so now it's framing your world. We taught that back in 2012. Actually, you can go back and download or listen to those messages. They're on there even back to, I think as far back as maybe 2009, messages are on uh, now on the app. Awesome. So, so do that. <coughs> so just <coughs> follow with me this morning. I'm going to lay a bunch of foundation because we need foundation um, in what we're talking about over the next few weeks in framing your world. This is a really, really important series for you to really get a hold of, to grasp and get a hold of this series and, and, and the information that is in it. And not just the information, but the revelation that's in this. It's vital. Um, <clears throat> I have a little paper frame and... Um, in this little paper frame is a picture of five guys. I'm in the back. Five kind of heavy guys. <coughs> and, uh, and when you look at this, when you look at this photo, you can see five guys in some clouds and you're not sure exactly what's behind it. I mean, we've all got golf caps on so you can kind of imagine that that's what we're doing. But <clears throat> when you take this photo and you put it in the frame, as I'm doing, putting it back in the frame, and then you, you show this, you notice it's outlined with grass from a golf course. It has the title of what the tournament was that we were playing in. This is, this is a tournament I played in with my father and several other men. And, um, and it's even got the, the Michelin guy on the bottom. <clears throat> but it gives, it gives detail and it enhances the picture. <clears throat> um, and the title of my message today is Framing Your World. And we're going to look at scripture that talks about your and my world being framed. And how we frame our world. And I'm just going to say this, and I want you to think about it throughout the message. That in the way that the frame enhances this photo, you frame your world by the words that you speak. You frame your world by how you declare what God's Word says. So, if the content of the Word of God is the picture, and you can read the Word and you get something out of it, there's something so much more impacting that happens when you speak the Word. And what the, the speaking and the declaration of the Word does is it frames your world with the Word of God. You can frame your world with doubt and unbelief and fear and torment, focusing on negative things all the time, 
Or you can constantly learn how to frame your world with the Word of God. Um, if you get information about somebody, okay, let's just take some political figure, okay, you get information or you're, you see some headlines in the news. I don't know about you, but I've just, man, I've just kind of stopped watching the news. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm done with the news. I'm just done. I get headlines, so I kind of know a little bit about what's going on, but I'm just done with the news. What I want is this news. News of God fresh from heaven coming out of the throne room of God. That's the information that I'm looking for. That may sound super spiritual or whatever, but I'm just telling you the truth. I want information from the throne. And, but if you get information, you, you, know, you may get an email, you may you know, get a notification, say you, you're watching one of the news channels and you have notifications coming from them. They send you a notification and they tell you something that this person did. Oh my gosh. And then you take the information that this person did and then you go and talk to 14 people. What are you doing? You are framing your world with information about a human being that was created in the image of God. You're framing your world by what you're saying about that person. Man, can you believe they've done this? My gosh, what, what's going to happen now? Oh my gosh, the world's going to cave in. Well, I mean, all of a sudden, your words are creating a world of fear and torment that try to affect your life in a way that, that in the natural, in the natural, you can't do anything about the fear and torment until you begin to frame your world with the Word of God. I've never been, and you've never, from this pulpit, I've been here 31 years, and you've never heard me preach politics. I don't preach it. I don't preach politics. I have my own personal convictions, as you do. We're all good. It's not a Democrat or a Republican issue that's out there today. It's a, God, it's a lack of God issue. That, that's, that's all that's out there. And, you know, I mean, you can have a preference toward one, one side or the other side, and you lean towards those. But I promise you, the more you frame your world with the Word of God the more you'll be open to understanding people that don't just think like you do. You'll learn to understand people instead of being judgmental and, and being critical of other people's lives. There are two races of people in the earth, according to the Word of God, saved and unsaved. That's it. Two races of people. And the second race it was created to be saved. So there's really just one race. There's culture, but there's really one race according to the word. There's neither male nor female. There's neither white nor black nor brown nor red. Nor not, 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 not in the kingdom. That's what God said. Don't, don't, don't come and say, well, yeah, but what about... I'm just telling you what he said. Amen? And the way we begin to make a difference in the earth is to frame our thinking with what God says. We have to frame our thinking. And the more you declare the Word of God on a day-to-day -day basis and understand how to do that and how effective that can be, the more your, your world will be framed by that. Now, I'm going to back that up with Scripture today. <clears throat> Proverbs 18.21. Now, I'm just going to read a bunch of Scripture today because I've got to build a foundation for where we're going in the weeks ahead. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Everybody say power. power. Say it again. Power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay, just across the board. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. So, death and life, not just ceasing to exist, but death or destruction, life and blessing, okay, are in the power of what I say. If I, if I want to be, if I want to live in destruction, then it's because of what, if I end up living a destructive life, things never working out in my life, you go back and trace what you're saying out of your mouth, you will find you're framing your world. Death and life, blessing or cursing in life, comes from what I say. People say, well, you know, it's in the power of God. No, no, not really. Because he said it's in what you say. Yeah, yeah, to live in the blessing of the Lord is in the power of what I say that he says is so. It's in the power of what he says is so. So yeah, it, 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 life and blessing is in God, but whether I succeed or I don't is in the power of what I say based on what he said. Another passage that backs that up, or another verse. Matthew 12 and verse 37. For by your words, will you will be justified. This is Jesus saying. By your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. By your words, you will be found not guilty. By your words, you'll be found guilty in life. Your words will find you out. You can walk in the presence of an individual and... In five minutes, you can know where their life is, how they're living their life, what's affecting their life. You can know in five minutes based on what they say. If they don't say anything, you can't. But if someone will talk for five minutes, you can usually, I feel like I can usually begin to know what their background is based on what they say. Now, in James chapter 3, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read, eight, I'm going to read about six verses here. In James chapter 3, and starting with verse 2, it says this, and I'm going to read this in the NIV. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check. Let's read that verse again. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. The word perfect there is defined as mature, developed. A person that doesn't stumble. Now remember, this is the word of God saying this. This is the disciple, the apostle James saying this. This is him from God saying that a person that doesn't stumble in what he said, he chooses to frame his world with the word of God, will will mature and develop and be able to control everything in his life. I don't know about you. You ever felt at times in your life where there were things that were out of control? 
Anybody? I got both hands up. There have been times in my life when I felt like things were totally out of control. Why can't I stop this? Why am I continually doing this? God, what is going on? There's been times I would stand in front of the mirror and look in the mirror and say, God, what, what? What is up with me? And you know what he says every single time? Because see, he, he'll, always, he'll, he'll only answer you with the word. And you know what he said to me every single time? You're slacking from your confession of the word. You're slacking. You're, not, you're, you're spending too much time listening to Fox News or CNN or whatever and not enough time listening to what I say is so. See, when, when, I'm, when I'm confessing the word, when I'm saying this, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. If the greater one lives in me, then I can accomplish anything that I face. I'm not just an overcomer, I'm a world overcomer because I have faith and confidence that what Jesus did overcame the world. When I'm saying things like that every day over myself, I'm renewing my mind and renewing my thinking and causing myself to believe what he said and not what everybody else says. That part of framing your world, that is what framing your world is. But the confession part is vital. Uh, My my wife and I got a a, a really, we we like to go into, um, if we're traveling or we're somewhere, we like to go into um, portrait studios and just look at portraits. And for our, I don't know, <laughs> we've got so many celebrations kind of connected, but, but for one of our celebrations, we, we, we bought a portrait. And the portrait was gorgeous. But what really brought the portrait out was the frame. And, you know, if I would have picked one, you know, it, it would have looked like the floor down here or something. But my wife picked one that just brought, I mean, and, I, mean I, I, I stand and I look at that thing and for, sometimes for like 15 minutes I'm just looking at it. That's amazing. And I didn't see a lot of that when there wasn't a frame around it. You can read the word and know what the word says. You know, you, you, ever, you ever been around somebody that is kind of irritated if you're a doer of the word? And, and you're around them, and you, you know what? The Bible says greater is he, and then they finish it for you. You ever been around people like that? They're frustrated because you're doing the word. You're putting the word. Like they'll say something, and it sounds negative, and, and it's just like a natural thing. You're not trying to be super spiritual. It just comes out of your, yeah, yeah but the greater, yeah, yeah, greater is he, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because they're relying on the portrait itself of the word of God to be the strength. You know what else they're relying on? They're relying on just God himself being the strength. And don't throw anything at me. See, God said, 
you have to take what I did and put it to work. God will not do anything for any human being on planet Earth. But he will help you do everything you need to do to receive all that he's done for you. And you know what? If we don't get that, if we don't get a hold of that, we will constantly be let down and disappointed and come to a place in life where we will blame God for certain things that didn't happen. Over the next few weeks, we are going to talk, number one, about framing your world in redemption. Another Sunday, we're going to talk about framing your world in health and healing. Another week, we're going to talk about framing your world in how to live on top and not underneath. Framing your world concerning those. Those are what, what I just mentioned right there, and, and in being on top and not underneath would be also being blessed and prosperous in the things that you do. Those are the things that matter to people. I'm telling you, we can frame our world and we can be in control of how what God has already done for us gets to us. So we don't have to be people talking about what didn't happen, how this didn't happen, how this didn't come to pass, how we're not receiving this and that and the other. No, we can be people telling other people how big and real God is. And it takes tapping into the revelation of framing your world. I'm going to read that verse again. Actually, I'm not going to read any. I'm not going to read the six verses in James. I'm just going to read verse 2 again. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what he says is perfect. Able to keep his whole body in check. It would be good for you to read the next verses down in, in the examples that he gives about how the tongue is compared to the rudder on a ship or the bit in a horse's mouth. How it's compared to controlling your life and keeping your life under submission. It takes the revelation of God's word. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so I want to read to you the, the same story in the gospel, but two different accounts. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 7. And starting with verse 24. <clears throat> before, I, before I say this, I wrote this down and I want you to remember this. God isn't running the world. Listen. God is running you and me. He's not running the world. If you thought God was in control of what's happening in the world... You got another thing coming. If God was in control, there would be no chaos. There'd be no disease. There'd be nothing but everything that is in heaven today. God is not in control and is not running the world. He's running you and me. That's why what I say in a situation can affect the whole world. 
I, I tell you today, I believe that. What I say in a situation can affect the whole world. Why? Because life and death are in the power of what I say. I've come to believe how important that I am to the planet. How important are you to the planet? Based on what we say. Can you say amen to that? So follow these two stories, and then I'm going to bring this to a close. First one is found in Matthew 7 and verse 24. Therefore, <clears throat> um, also, can I ask this? How, how many, Christian, you, you've got your two children here, right, today? Yeah, how many other children do we have here today? Back in the back, okay. How many other children? Did we have, I thought I, thought I saw a few others. Where? Oh, there's some in the family, okay. So, I want to pray for the children. Man, I love seeing the children back. How many are ready for us to be have children's ministry and nursery and everything back? Amen? Okay, so we're getting there. Okay, but I'm so glad that they brought some of the children today, and I want to touch each of the children, okay? As long as the parents are good with that, I, I would like to touch them and speak over their lives. Amen? Okay, so <clears throat> Matthew 7 and 24. I've already said this three times, right? Therefore, whoever hears these words, these sayings of mine, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. This house. This house. Who's the rock? Jesus Christ. In Revelation 19, I am going to read this one. In Revelation 19 and verse 13 says, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dissect that in every message that we preach in the next few weeks. His name is the Word of God. <clears throat> I, will, uh, 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 I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on that rock. On the word of God, in other words. Jesus is the rock. His name is the word of God who builds his house and frames his world with the word of God. Not anything else. What I want you to begin to see over the next few weeks, what I want to happen in your life, is you being aware of how much information out there is affecting the way you think. That doesn't line up with this. Listen, have all the opinions that you want. I've just realized my opinion... Uh, Really, it is not worth the, well, I don't even have any change, so it's not worth nothing. <clears throat> I was going to say the change in my pocket. It's not, it's not worth a thing. My opinion really means nothing if it's not bathed in this. Yeah. If we want results, it's got to be bathed in this. My opinion. And your opinion will never change if it's off. And you know how you tell when your opinion's off? You got a bad attitude. I mean, just judge your bad attitude. Ah, I'm, I'm fine. No. No, that's an ugly attitude. Yeah, but... Blah, blah, blah. No, ugly attitude. Same as a perfect man able to control all those emotions. And I promise you, there's stuff out there wanting to stir our emotions up 50 times a day. We need the Word of God and, and, and our world framed by the Word of God today like never before. Okay, I'm going to get through this. <clears throat> now watch. Built his house on the rock, 
framed his world with the word of God. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock, on the word. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, hears these, what I'm saying to you, I'm, all I'm speaking to you is the word of God today. Whoever hears these things and does not do them will be like a foolish man. He said that and I didn't. Foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. It fell, and it was a great fall. You know, if I fell back, like on the carpet right here, I wouldn't feel real good, but if I fell out here, that'd be a great fall. Hmm? It'd be a great fall. Great is the fall when my life is not founded on the Word of God. <clears throat> And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not just the religious people of the day. Listen to me. I'm just saying something. You can take the exact same thing that I'm saying right here. I'm teaching you today as one having authority. Did I say I'm, I'm Jesus? The deity of Jesus? No, but I'm the body of Christ. I'm his body in the earth. And he taught in authority, and he did all the things that he did in the earth so that we would be empowered to do things in the earth the same way he did them. And I'm teaching you with authority today, and if you take what I say, it will help you to frame your world, build your house on the rock, on the word of God, and no matter what comes, nothing can take you out. Nothing. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing would by any means hurt you or harm you in any way, shape, or form. That's a promise from God's word. I believe that and I stand in faith for that and I'm teaching you that. I'm putting the word out there for you to be able to get a hold of, listen to, and meditate and become that perfect, mature, developed person that the enemy has nothing on you. Nothing. Because we're changing what we say. Can you say amen? <clears throat> the same account in Luke 6, and I'm going to end with this tonight, today, this morning, whatever time it is. <clears throat> Luke 6 and verse 46, and follow with me in this because I'm reading this out of the message. Out of the message Bible. Why are you so polite with me always saying yes sir and that's right sir but never doing a thing I tell you to do these words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life homeowner improvements to your standard of living they are foundation words words to build a life on you know how I take that I'm preaching this word today and I'll go and listen to what I preached. But I want my foundation to be better and stronger than ever before. I don't want to live off of revelation that I had a year ago. I want to live today, tomorrow, the rest of my life on this planet, being stronger and more equipped to handle anything that comes, no matter what it is. And that's what he's saying about framing your world. If you work the words into your life, 
You are like a smart carpenter who dug, who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on a bedrock. When the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. Why? Because it was built to last. But if you just use my words, oh, this is really good. I, I wanted to read this part right here more than anything else. But if you just use my words in Bible studies or in church services and don't work them into your life, you're like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. Man, that's really dumb. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. I've seen some people through the years. I've seen people that started with, my wife and I, that started with us, couples that started with us, that, that their, their lives have been a total collapse. One reason. Only difference in them and us. Not because God loved us more than them or anything. God's no respecter of person. One reason. They quit the word. We didn't. I mean, our journey hasn't, been perfect and everything was all hunky-dory and andy candy and all this and everything just perfect no we've had issues along the way but we never stopped the word stronger all the time able to handle anything that comes no matter what it is he said if we don't do it it collapses like a house of cards and it becomes a total loss but the word of god is true and the word of God lasts forever. Can you say amen? And that word, that word, when it goes forth, it makes a difference. What I said to you earlier, what I had written down, God isn't running the world. He's running you and I. That's why what I say in a situation can affect the whole world.